0: Changing minds, one thought at a time. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Changing Minds Online Sunday night call. How are you
1: doing today, Jessica? I'm doing awesome. Thank you, Akina. How are you doing? I am great. I am so
0: energized and excited about tonight's call. We are going to be speaking to a wonderful woman. She is the author of the of 90 Days of Prayer and she is going to tell us about how she um uh, is healing herself from autoimmune disease with natural uh, through a natural approach. So without further ado, we will talk to Rochelle Khanna, LCW s w how are you doing today Rochelle?
2: I'm great I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure It's our pleasure. So tell us about how you decided to treat your autoimmune disease uh from a holistic standpoint
2: so um March 3rd of 2014, I went to the gym. I used to lift weights. I used to be very active. I used to do CrossFit. Um, I went to the gym, and I came home that day, uh, and I had a complete and total physical breakdown. I started having severe muscle spasms. Um, Over the course of three weeks, I lost my vision and my hearing. I was in and out of the emergency room several times, i was uh, I was also having hallucinations, I was having symptoms that were similar to meningitis uh pretty i couldn't walk uh, i I thought that I was dying, and no one felt could find what was wrong with me and Over the course of the next few months, it was discovered that I had Lyme disease which is a systemic infection um, that I think is becoming a bit more popular in the news because some celebrities have gotten it and have spoken out about it. I know Avril Lavigne most recently, uh, the pop singer, she was just recently diagnosed and spoke about it. So I had not even heard of Lyme disease before this happened, and I, so I have been on a journey over the past um, over a year, little over a year, to learn about systemic infections and to heal the symptoms that started to come about from my infection, which were autoimmune sy- uh, symptoms. Now. Autoimmune, a lot of people don't understand exactly what autoimmune diseases are and simply that's just like an umbrella term for when our body's immune system doesn't, it kind of goes haywire. So it doesn't know how to recognize what's good and what's bad in your body. So things like infections or trauma, can trigger the immune system to work overtime and sometimes do things that it doesn't naturally do, like attack organs. Um, so I've learned a lot about autoimmune diseases over the past uh, over the past year, and I am I would say I'm about 80% recovered. I'm still in treatment, but my book 30 Days of Prayer is about my setting prayer as the foundation of my healing. So I thought that I was dying. So I reached out to my church to help me die. (laughs) Um, I guess die the best way that I possibly could and what I thought was kind of praying through this experience until I left this world. And then when I didn't end up dying, I thought I should write a book about it.
0: Wow, that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So if someone who was suffering from autoimmune disease uh, asked you how you uh, started your journey uh, with the treatment, um, what would you tell them?
2: Well, uh, in my case, and, and this isn't necessarily true for all people who discover they have autoimmune diseases, but a lot of people... I have talked to have had this experience that go to the doctor, and no one knows what's wrong. Testing is limited, um and sometimes the doctors don't know which tests to run, so I went to a lot of doctors, I went to rheumatologists, I went to several primary care doctors, and all of them said that I was fine, and that there was nothing wrong with me and actually the way that I found support in terms of finding the correct testing was actually through support groups on Facebook. And uh, the, the people that were in these groups who around chronic illnesses directed me to ask the right questions. So as I was praying, as I was searching for answers, I didn't take the doctor's first answer as the only answer. For example, I went to a rheumatologist, she did a test for lupus, which is a reasonable test because I was having arthritis, I was having pain symptoms, I was having low-grade fevers, um, ran the test, nothing happened. And I called her to ask her what I should do next. And she said, you know, I really don't think that you're ever going to find an answer. So none of these tests that I did came back positive, And I don't really have an answer for you. And instead of taking that on face value and saying, well, I'll have to live with whatever is wrong, I kept looking and kept asking questions. And a group on Facebook, I put my symptoms. Um, I initially thought I had heavy metal poisoning, mercury poisoning, because I had fillings, uh, mercury fillings as well. Um, I put all of my symptoms and all of my tests on a group board, And just within a few minutes, I said, what else can I check for? And five people immediately responded to me and said, you have Lyme disease. And so I went for the proper testing for Lyme disease, and that is what I have. And I've had it for a long time. Um, So I would say the first thing that you do is you don't take the answer that you cannot heal because you can always there's always a way that you can heal. Um, even if doctors say there's no cure, uh that just means that we haven't found a cure yet, not that there's no cure.
0: Wonderful. Now you uh you call your book the thirty days of prayer. And this is the way that you decided that you want to go with your healing. So tell us about how you decided to use prayer as healing. Well,
2: um, prayer, first prayer was just something that I thought that I was going to do. I kind of looked at it. I'd, I'd always prayed. I had, I've had. i been meditating since I was 12, uh, 13 years old, which I also learned in church. I grew up a United Methodist. And... um prayer was what I thought was going to be the appropriate thing so that I could end my life with dignity. Uh, And so I did a lot of praying about the things I was thankful for. I I reflected on my life so far, and I decided that, wow, I had lived a pretty wonderful life and that I could leave in peace, Um, but that also I might have some making amends to do with people. I had some relationship issues that I needed to shore up with people. And I went through the process of doing all of those things, uh, tidying up, and then the more I did that, actually the better I felt. Uh, My church gave me a prayer partner. They had a program where they match you up with people to pray with you. So I had someone praying with me weekly, and she Through that, I also learned how to manage my pain. I was in severe chronic pain 24 hours a day. I couldn't sleep. I could hardly lay down. Um, But I was also having trouble with motor skills. So I was stuck between being in pain lying down and being in pain standing up. So prayer was what enabled me to manage and eventually eliminate my chronic pain. Um, even though I was doing other things, I was taking supplements, I was doing a diet. Uh, everything had changed, but I really attribute my healing to prayer because it gave me a structure and it gave me something to focus on. Um, and the the primary focus of the book is that my healing came, even though my body was still suffering. And I'm all, I already consider myself healed although my body still has this thing that it's going through, the healing that I felt like mattered was my spiritual healing and that that was done and that it didn't matter what happened to me. I mean, I still want to get better. I want to recover 100%, but that's kind of secondary to my inner well-being. So the book is kind of developed out of that in terms of giving women something to focus on, a time-limited focus that when we're suffering from an illness that seems kind of out of control, we can do certain things every day to stay on the path of getting better, getting better spiritually, getting better in our relationships, and getting better physically.
1: Well, Michelle, you know, it seems like in common. Um, You know, I actually myself, I started really to pray and to meditate and start all that. Actually right around the same age, around ten or excuse me, twelve years old, I started going for acupuncture and my acupuncturist introduced me to meditation and it also was very life changing for me. Um, I was actually born with a set of neurological disorder neurological disorder, and it produced um, some symptoms that were similar to some of the things you were talking about. And, you know, one of the things that I can relate to is that for the condition that I have, and I often don't say what it is and it's not really a secret, people just often don't know what it is. Um, I have neurofibromatosis, but there's no treatment and there's no cure for it. And I love how what you talked about, what you said, is that there's just because they haven't found a treatment or a cure, doesn't mean there's not one. It just means they haven't found one yet. And I also approach my life from the perspective of the fact that you know there is a cure and this can be treated. It it is kind of my it is my job, my duty, or even my privilege and honor to be able to discover what it is, not only for me but for everyone who's being told that there's not one. And, you know, just just like you, I have treated it, I am treating myself holistically. You know, I've looked through a variety of different resources. At first, it was, you know, I was in this denial stage where I didn't want to read about it. I didn't want to learn about it. And I thought, well, kind of out of sight, out of mind. But as I got older, as it's a progressive condition, it's become more and more apparent every day that I can't choose to just ignore it, that it is there even if I want to look away from it, but that I have chosen to be empowered just like yourself around the situation, and I've chosen to look at things like, well, going to naturopathic doctors, going to integrative doctors, you know, going to nutritionists and looking at my diet, looking at my exercise, looking at supplements, and knowing that I, you know, am going to choose powerfully to not give up and just say, hey, you know what, there's nothing that I can do, but actually choose to say, you know what, I'm... There is something that can be done, and I'm going to be the one to discover what it is. Because, you know, it's really like that saying, you know, if it's it's to be, it's up to me. And that's the approach that I have. You know, maybe you're listening to this call And there's something that you've been told that you're not able to do, or there's something that you've told that's hopeless or helpless. You know, and I want you to know that it's not hopeless, it's not helpless, that you can do anything that you want to do if you believe it, if you put the prayer, you put your mind to it, it can be done. You know, and I'm a firm believer that when God has a path for your life, that nothing can get in its way, and that you're going to be given everything you need to be successful. And, you know, why not heal yourself? And why not you? You know, why not me? Why can't we be the ones who figure out how to treat our our illnesses? And, and not only for us, because it really is, it's greater than us. It's not just about us. But why don't we get to be that person to do it for other people? And that's the approach that I took with my life. I take, I am taking with my life every day. And I like that it sounds like you're in that similar perspective.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um, if someone said, I will take back your Lyme disease, you never, ever, it'll just be erased from your memory. You can go back to the life you had before. I would absolutely say no. It was the most amazing thing that ever happened to me. It made me wake up. I mean, I, I was trying to wake up before. I was meditating for years. I I was trying to do the right thing but my illness was an absolute gift in my life and i would not trade it for anything i mean i don't like pain (laughs) and i don't like feeling terrible and there are some days where i'm like wow you know am i ever going to get my old body back but all that is completely secondary to the meaning that it put in my life and the importance of how empowered i mean i thought i was confident before i became sick and i didn't even know the meaning of confidence i mean i feel like i can do anything now and that that we're only limited by the the things that we kind of make up in our own mind so yes to everything
1: that you just said Yeah, you know, I really, I I can really relate to that. And, you know, people ask me, you know, if you could trade it and you could go back in time and not have been born, you know, for me with with neurofibromatosis, you know, if you could make that go away, you know, would you? And it, and of, of course, right, from this movement forward, moment forward, if we could erase it and, and not have it in our future, of course we would, right? If someone said, you know, I can wave a, um, a wand and I wouldn't be in pain anymore or I wouldn't be, you know, have, I wouldn't have any symptoms anymore. I wouldn't have to worry about what could happen if, if the progressions get, for me get worse. Of course, I would take that in writing and run with it for the future, right? But I wouldn't go back and change the past, And the truth is that, like, we are a sum of everything that happens to us and how we react to the situation. And, you know, it really has made me who I was. And every struggle, you know, we have to be thankful and and thank God for every struggle. You know, nothing happens by accident. God didn't mess up. Like, he didn't make any mistakes when he created us. And when things happen to us, especially, you know, in, in your condition and my condition, you know, this is something I was born with. I don't think God made a mistake when he created me. This is what was supposed to be for me. And, like, yes, okay, I, I you, people say you can't have it both ways, that you can't wish that you can cure yourself and then wish, you know, or, or be thankful that you had it. And, and I disagree with that. You know, I'm thankful that up until now I can tell you that, like, looking back at my journey, you know, how I started to run in response to, um, you know, wanting to fight in the very physical way, me being losing, you know, in a sense, like a, I was had of neuropathy and in a sense was losing some mobility, some strength in my legs. And in response, I started running and I'm sitting out here in my office right now and I'm looking at all my running medals, like they're hanging on my wall. And I have so much pride and so much joy when I look at them. And I love now to run and it's something that brings me so much passion. I wouldn't be doing that. You know, certainly I look at where I am as far as my profession and I'm really happy. I love what I do. I know for sure I wouldn't have been doing that. But it's also those lessons you you learn along the way. You know, that strength that we have that I wouldn't have had that you might not have had, you know, that compassion, that understanding, the ability to inspire other people because of the story we were given. You know, those are all things that we got in response to the fact of what our situation was, regardless of what it was. So, you know, you know, I agree with you like I I thank God for the fact that I was born with that app. I do. And, you know, people can look at me and say, How can you thank him? and then also ask him to heal you and it's like, Well yeah, I can do both. I can have both. And I think that, you know, it is the powerful way, you know, to to really to treat this. And and you you can treat yourself, even if someone says you can.
2: Well, and I think the difference is the the basis of being healed is really, really loving yourself in every situation. And I mean, I had I loved Louise Hay before I became And then after I got sick, I was like, "Oh God, that's all crap. (laughs) Who came up with all this happiness stuff?" I was really angry for for a good several months, you know, before all of this, before it all started to kind of make sense. And when it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're in this position in life where things are going to happen to us because we live on earth and anything can happen. And as long as you're really loving to your circumstances, then that's the correct response. I mean, I can be sick and still love my body and and do the best for it. And that's all that we, I think that that's all that we're expected to do because if we love ourselves that much, then everything else kind of falls into place. And so the whole There were two other things that i wanted to say and one was i was really fascinated by research around the immune system that i started to look at when i started to write the book and uh there's research about loneliness and and weakened immune system and when i grew up in a small town where i had a very close support system i had plenty of people loving me and around me and i moved to new york city And I lived here, I have lived here for several years, but for many years I felt very, very alone and isolated. And what we know about the research of loneliness and the immune system is that the immune system, when we are lonely, it starts to respond as if we are to be afraid and that we are supposed to be attacking something. And that is exactly what happens in autoimmune diseases. The the immune system freaks out and starts attacking things that it has no business attacking. And I just find it pretty fascinating that in the United States where loneliness is increasing, also our autoimmune diseases are increasing. So the other reason why I wrote the book was to bring women together in communities where they could focus around reading something that was inspiring and supporting each other Um, so working on our emotional life and especially our connections with other people when we're talking about our neurological symptom which is our connection to moving it's our connection to the world um, I think is so critical and just a reflection of what's happening in our bodies
0: Yes, that makes perfect sense. Now, when you're in, tell us more about these women communities. We would love to be able to uh, let our listeners know how they can join one of your communities.
2: Well, I, I actually, oh, again, this is a project that's just getting started, but I actually just had a connection with a woman earlier today um, who is starting uh Wants to Support us start a support group in her church for women with chronic illnesses. And this is exactly the, the reason that I wrote the book. Um, I, I've ran groups professionally as a psychotherapist for about 10 years. I love group work. I think women do really well in groups, and we need that. So my goal is is that the book be used as a curriculum for getting together weekly or biweekly in your community of faith to support women who are sick. And I know that there is a need because so so many, 10% of the population has autoimmune diseases and 80% of that is women. Um, So, yes, that is the goal. And all you have to do is just reach out to me through 30daysofprayer.org and I will happily do phone consults to start up support groups in your church. Um, that, that is my mission for the year. I'm available to come and speak to your congregation as well as just speak with you over the phone if you need a little bit of help getting getting those groups started.
0: Now, what type of programs do you have for people who want to do that healing individually?
2: Well, I professionally, I'm a psychotherapist, and I am always available for consultation by phone. I'm licensed in New York State to do psychotherapy in New York State, but I don't do that in other states because you you can't unless you have a license in that state. So Skype and phone consultations for women who have, if they just kind of don't know where to get started. The book has... The book is centered around prayer, but it also has some very basic tips about where to begin to start to take control of your own health. So... I think that the book is a good place to start because each day there will be something very simple, even if it's just a meditation, but I do give exercises every day as well. So you can choose to do everything or, or just pick one thing. Um, and some, one of them, for example, is the kitchen clean-out. Is your food conducive to what we know from research is an autoimmune-friendly kitchen? Uh, that's one of the bigger ones, but um, there's a lot of different exercises. There's breathing. There's meditation exercises. There's challenges to just get out and start walking, doing some more of those mobility things that we talked about earlier. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty comprehensive in terms of where to start.
0: Oh, that's now, if someone is just getting started, and they're deciding if they want to do just individual work or the support group or just something totally different, how would you guide them in that um, decision? So
2: because I have a background in psychotherapy, I would do some sort of an an intake. I do uh, an assessment to see what you're currently doing um, and what is lacking. I... I'm also a big proponent of functional medicine. I would probably recommend that you see a functional physician if there's one available, just because their testing is much is more accurate than maybe if you would go to a general doctor. So I am a big proponent of functional medicine. Uh, if you're into acupuncture, um, as we mentioned earlier, acupuncture and Chinese medicine is a great. Uh, adjunctive or it's my sole treatment, but it, not everyone wants that as a sole treatment. So we would do a full assessment of is your medical team on point? We would put together a medical team. We would see if you need nutritional guidance, which I'm not a nutritionist, but I can direct you to the research and the information and, and even nutritionists in your area. Um, so it's, it is it is more like a case management Uh, session where we find the gaps in the concrete services that you need and then additionally praying if if that is something that you're interested in i do a prayer call in on thursdays uh, where people can just call and pray as a group but i am happy to pray with you and to meditate with you around the right direction for your healing because I believe that even though I'm someone who could help guide you, you, at the end of the day, know where you need to go for treatment and you will be able to find it. I was guided to my physicians by dreams, by meditation sessions, and by constantly uh, believing that I would actually find an answer. So you're the lead. I am just here to assist and and possibly provide information, and support.
0: Well, thank you so much, Rassell. Now, if as we're coming to a close on our show tonight, what is your final inspirational piece for someone who is going through autoimmune disease?
2: My. I guess my uh, the biggest thing that I want to say to women that have autoimmune disease or, or any sort of chronic illness is is that when you work on your confidence and your, when you look inside, you will find the answer to your healing. And sometimes your physical healing doesn't come right away, but you will have access to a healing that transcends physical illness. And that is what I'm here to share with people, is that that's what I got. I got the confidence that nothing can bother me, not even a failing body. And not all of our bodies will fail. So you're much bigger than your body. We love our bodies. We want to take care of it. But there's there's a lot more happening there that we can learn from, from these uh, these bodies that we're in. And, and I just thank you so much for inviting me on the show. And I'm super excited to connect with with women in a really meaningful way and to help you heal.
0: Wonderful. Now, if someone wanted to get in contact with you, please give us your contact information.
2: Yes, you can go to 30daysofprayer.org. That's 30daysofprayer.org. Uh, You can also find me on Twitter at Simply Rochelle. You can also find me on Facebook at 30 Days of Prayer, Healing Autoimmunity for Women. And I can't wait to connect with you.
0: Wonderful. If something something that Rochelle said tonight really touched you, you can find this podcast on changingmindsonline.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Podomatic, Stitcher, Tuned In, and SoundCloud. Jessica, do you have any parting words for our guest tonight?
1: I just want to thank you, Rochelle, for coming on the show and sharing your story so generously. I know it always takes courage, you know, myself. Uh, I can kind of be an integrity and say I know what it's like to have to share your story. And um, I just want to thank you for sharing with us and um, you know, for everyone who called on tonight, thank you for calling in. You know, we we love you and we couldn't do this without your support. So God bless, make it a really powerful week and I'm excited to be on our Thursday Night Empowering Women series at the same time, nine PM Eastern Center Time on Thursday. Have a great night, everybody. Good
0: night, everyone. Good night.